Before we get into this episode, I would like to make a quick disclaimer that all of Society Inspired's interviews and the information we share are 100% for learning experience and to hear the different sides of the various issues we discuss. We never endorse nor support violence and we are committed to promoting peace. I want to create a safe space for learning and comfortable place for people to be able to start to speak. Hope you enjoy. Hello everyone, welcome to the seventh episode of Society Inspired. My name is Gemma. I am 15 years old and a Palestinian American teen. I am super stoked to have one of my mentors, Gigi Torres, as our special guest for episode number seven. Would you like to introduce yourself, tell us your story, and also share your preferred pronouns, please? Yes. Uh, my name is Gigi Torres. I go by her and she. Um, and I am a choreographer, dance educator, entrepreneur, women's empowerment activist <laughs> based in California. Um, I am Filipino American. I'm first generation born in America. Um, and I've been in the dance industry for a very long time, almost 20 years now. And I'm not just a dancer, but I love to empower my students and I love to specifically empower women and girls that are my students to be the best that they can be and to be confident in who they are and to live in their purpose. Period. Love it. Um, Not to mention Gigi is in a hotel right now. So um, if Wi-Fi acts up, that's what's going to happen. Um, okay, let's let's get into this. Um, my first question is, what is your personal definition of feminism? So my personal definition of feminism is, is movement for gender equality. And it's not, to me, it's not about women and girls being better than men, but it's about achieving equality for equal opportunities. Yes. all around for everything yes. jobs um opportunities like projects things all of that yeah i just finished a book called think like a feminist and the author the first thing she said is everybody will have a different definition and view of feminism um especially like regarding men but women it means something different to every single woman and so um do you feel the culture you grew up in has different expectations for boys and girls? Definitely. Well, again, I told you I am first generation born here. So my parents are from the Philippines hmm. and they moved to America when they were like older teenagers, younger 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they kind of had they're like, okay, here we go. Like, this is the first time we're raising like a child in uh, the, in America. And when I grew up, it was all about like women have to be, or girls have to be put in their place. Like I remember being in elementary school playing basketball and I was the only girl playing on the court mm. and the guys were making fun of me, but then I was the one that was making all the shots. And I'm like, hmm, let's see about this. (laughs) And it wasn't until one day, one of the boys that I was playing against, he got so frustrated. 
Um, and he pushed me down. He pushed me down because I was making all the shots like over him. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it until later. I was like, why is he calling me these bad words, these bad names? Like I've never had, this was, this, this, this was sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why is he doing this? And it wasn't until later that I realized, oh, he's not used to seeing a girl play this sport. Mm. Like boys in sixth grade, like, you know, we were like, what, 12 years old. They were used to just seeing men like play because yeah. of the NBA. Uh, so no that's where, I mean, about- I think the yeah. No one talks about that. No one's like, oh yeah, like girls play too. And so that's really what kind of like brought me to be like, hmm, how, like what? Like what is the world like this? And and it's interesting too, being like a, a Filipino American because back in the Philippines, women and girls are brought up to stay in the home, mm-hmm. to bring up their families, to cook, to my, clean. My culture too. And we are here in America, right? And we're like, here in America, we're like, oh, girls can do more than that. And we're like, wow, for the first time in our culture, in our generation, we're allowed to explore out there. Um, but yeah, I think that expectations are, are going to be what, what I just said, right? It's going to mm-hmm. be like, oh, girls can't do this. You're not supposed to. How it always was, but it's up to us in our generation to be like, well, we can too. Yeah, I rem- I used to dance for the Timberwolves and I remember the stadium being completely full during the NBA season, but um, we'd also dance for the WNBA during the summer, the Lynx. And I remember the stadium would just be like half empty, like nobody would show up. But the Lynx are like the only Minnesota team that wins, like anything. So like, it just is, so crazy to see how people have like different expectations especially in school like I've gotten pushed up a wall because a boy got mad at me I was about to score a soccer goal um happened twice actually the second time I got pushed up a wall and like ripped my whole pant leg so it happens at a young age too you just kind of get ingrained that as a woman you can't you're not supposed to be able to do these things so Mm -hmm. Um, how do you think the views on feminism, the negative views on feminism evolved throughout time? Well, definitely, I think they've evolved because at first people were like, we are a feminist. Wow, you're a man hater, you know, like that. Yeah, I'm like, no, like, like, I love all people, right? Like, yeah. I think all people should be equal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's evolved because now we're seeing the data like for example we're seeing the data that women are making 82 cents to a man's dollar like that's the average in America right now and that's when people see the 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 facts the numbers they're like oh this isn't Mm -hmm. just something that people are saying It's, it's real um you know, and it brings me back to like a story too, like as, as a choreographer, as a dance teacher, when I travel to other countries um, and I had travel, I've traveled to like 30 different countries to teach, I have to negotiate my own pay 
And there was one time where, um, I'm not going to say like the country or anything, but I was Mm -hmm. in a different country and I found out that the offer that I got for my class pay was way lower than the, uh, my male colleague that came to teach as well. So we were all on the same roster. Okay. All on the same roster. And so, you know, I was like, okay, well, yeah. maybe they just need something different. But then along the gig, I realized that I was put in like, I think it was like a two to three star hotel. And then this male colleague was put in a five star hotel. Wow. Like I, w- I was questioning why like why were why are we in different hotels like why can't we just be in the same hotel yeah it's really interesting you're all in the same gig and I'm like so I confronted the host that brought us out and I'm like hey you know I just want to know like why are we in different hotels um I found out about our pay it's not the same when you told me that everybody was getting a flat fee and then he started to just accuse me of being ungrateful what (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I'm like I was standing up for my worth and just asking why politely but he politely and he didn't give any explanation he just told me that I was ungrateful and it was it was really awkward because I still had to teach that week for his his uh intensive so he was caught in the act (laughs) my gosh yeah it's nuts but that's how like that's how really I think it's it's evolving you know like if I think it's because we're actually standing up to our worth now Mm -hmm. we're not just saying we're not just saying things out in the open or sharing things and not doing anything about it we're talking about our worth and making action towards it yes um hearing off of that um how do you think we can smash gender expectations zoom just had a freak out um but we're good (laughs) So how do you think we can smash gender expectations? (laughs) I think we can smash gender expectations if everyone gets on the same page. Mm -hmm. Okay. We all have to be on the same page if we want to keep moving forward to equality. And Mm -hmm. we need women to stand up for the worth, but we also need men to be for she's. This is what I call them, <laughs> like yeah, he for she, and uh, okay. and I think it's really important for us to like be mentally together with like all right, this is the vision, this is where we want to go, and then we're gonna walk this and go through this together. Okay, because because women speaking up from them for themselves, um, even in politics, you see um, women leaders be called unwomanly for using their voice. Um, how do you respond to that? I know I didn't kind of send you this before, but that just kind of popped up. I did a presentation on AOC today and found out she was called America's biggest upset. And 
very unwomanly of her to even just try to be in politics. So I want to know what you think about how, what, what do you respond to that? If you're called unwomanly for using your voice. I need, how I respond is, is just making sure that I'm not responding on emotion first, (laughs) but I'm responding on a place of love and I would want to communicate with this person to be like, well, what is your definition of being womanly? Mm. I think that's what the problem is, is people think that a woman has to be this way where Mm. we have to be this, 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 and this, and this, and like that is a woman's qualities. Uh. And if we're outside of those qualities to them, that could be unwomanly. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's, it's a, difference in definition of being a woman and for me like when people push me down on who I am Mm -hmm. I have to remember that that it's it's their problem not mine Mm. it's their view mine it it's not my it's not my job to switch their view yes it's my job to give them a perspective and then they have the option if they want to take it I love I love that answer um I know I didn't give that to you before but that just kind of popped in my head um how would the world be changed if there was true sexual equality I think the world would change into a more caring and loving place Mm. Um, I think when women and girls lead it becomes more nurturing and the environments the the group the (laughs) the culture of who you're leading becomes more loving and caring so I think that that would be changed like people wouldn't have to lead by just a patriarchy type of view but it would be more like, okay, we can bring in being, there's, there's both things, you know, just being feminine and masculine. And whether, it doesn't matter if you're a female or a male, you, can, you have to have both qualities, both qualities in a female, both qualities in a male. Um, and when that's offset, I think that's what brings a little bit of difference into um our lives but I think the world would be changed for the better with more love yeah I've heard I've heard love but I haven't heard the nurturing sense that you think that it'd be a more nurturing sort of power like nurturing feeling feeling that's the word I'm looking for gosh who if I could ever think of words that I um you know me, you know that I can never find my words. Um, what do you envision? <laughs> what do you envision for the next generation of feminism and feminists? So people within the movement. Yes. I envision for the next generation of feminism and feminists for them to not be afraid mm-hmm. to, to stand up for their worth to gain more confidence in who they are, um, to live their purpose, 
And I think the most important thing is I envision more community. It's hard to do things alone. It is like, I think if we do things together and collaborate, we're able to move forward faster. Completely. Um, so living confidently and finding purpose, that, that's Gigi's area. That's what she's trained me on for a year and a half. So we don't need to go into that or we'll be here for an hour. Um, <laughs> so um, are there any resources you would like my followers and I to read, watch, listen to, other than all the stuff that you post and share already? Yes, of course. The, the one documentary that changed my life in wanting to go deeper into feminism, it's called Misrepresentation. So Miss as in M-I-S-S and then representation. And it's about how women are perceived in the media and what that does to our society. Mm. And when I saw that, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, <laughs> the things that we see on TV, commercials, movies, TV shows, they have patriarchy all over them. And it's like, wow. We're, we're watching these things and letting letting our minds like think that this is right. Mm -hmm. um, so watch that documentary. I love following Makers Women, their Instagram, and they also have um, panels and a conference every year. I've been to um, Women in the World there a couple times. I think it's really, really, really awesome for that conference. I went to New York for that one specifically, and they talk about what's happening with in every single country. Mm. Wow, that's a lot of stuff to talk about. And then for girls, because I know that you have more of like a younger base, mm -hmm. Girls Inc. is a great organization to look into to be a part of. I, I spoke at a, at a school in New York as well. I don't know. I was like, why is everything New York? But <laughs> spoke at a school in New York that was under Girls Inc. And it was really fun. Like they have really good programming. Okay. Um, I have those written down. So I will try my best to link all of those down below, whether this is YouTube or podcast so you can go check those out um lastly where can my followers find you on social media so they can keep up with you personally yes you can follow me on my instagram at jeege torres awesome. i usually like answering everybody on my comments my dms so hit me up let's connect i love to connect my youtube is Gigi torres um you can find all my dance things over there and yeah got facebook twitter but don't use that too much so instagram and youtube are got it the most <laughs> i will do that cool okay um well then thank you so much for taking your time, especially while you're traveling. 
um, to do this interview. Make sure you follow Gigi on all social media platforms and check out all the dance videos, creations, and activism posts she makes, purpose posts. You know, you can go there for that too. Um, make sure to follow our other social media platforms as well so you don't miss out on more interviews and important information. I hope you enjoyed the seventh episode of Society Inspired, and we will see you guys next time.